You're listening to The Spiritual Awakening Show. This is Brent Spirit, and this is the second part of my series on Kundalini Awakening. In this episode, I'll be sharing six guiding principles that you can implement on your Kundalini Awakening process to allow for a smooth and easy transformation. Now, I use the word smooth and easy very loosely here, as things can get pretty intense at times as we go through this process. Kundalini serves to transform us, to evolve us, to allow us to realize our divinity. So of course, considering the magnitude of this transformation, we can't expect it to just be a walk in the park. Fortunately, I've got a lot of insight and tips to share with you to help you along the way. And today, we're going to be starting with the six guiding principles. Feel free to reach out to me via email at info at brentspirit.com if you have any questions about any of this material, your Kundalini awakening, or your spiritual journey. I'm here for you. But for now, let's jump in. Enjoy. In this episode, we're going to be talking all about some guiding principles that you can take with you as you go through this process that you can fall back on when things get a little difficult, a little messy, a little confusing, a little challenging. Look, Kundalini Awakening, very exciting, very, very fascinating. We got a lot of far out topics to talk about as we advance through this series. I'm going to be talking about things like ego death. We're going to be talking all about the chakras. We're going to be talking about samadhi and meditation, encounters with divine beings, ascended masters, elves, gnomes, all this crazy kind of stuff. It's going to get pretty trippy and pretty exciting. But before we get there, before we get to the point where we can talk about, you know, realizing oneness of existence and how to begin to operate in that state, we've got to lay some foundational principles to allow this transformation to unfold safely and smoothly. And so it's very important that we don't skip ahead to the more exciting parts of this journey, that we really develop a sort of ethos, a sort of structure that we can use when things get difficult. So we're going to be talking about, in this episode, we're going to be talking about some principles like surrender. We're going to be talking about respect. I'm going to be talking about how to use meditation to navigate some of the difficult things that may arise. It's going to be pretty interesting nonetheless, but I don't want you to feel as if this is an important. This is very important. If anything, this is the most important part of this entire series. These are the most important principles to take with you as you go through your process, because without them, things can get pretty difficult. You can be led astray. You can be dealing with some very difficult emotional, psychological, and even physical symptoms that you may not know how to manage. And if you don't have these principles to fall back on, you may be coping with them suffering and you may be wandering for years hoping and wishing that you could maybe end this stage of the journey and get to the next more relaxed and easier stages of the journey well of course if you have these principles you can get through them pretty smoothly pretty easily and that's why i'm going to be sharing them with you today so the kundalini awakening process for some can be very gradual very subtle very gentle very beautiful very joyful very smooth and easy just by default almost and for others the path can be very intense, very fast, very accelerated, and as a result, things can get pretty difficult at times. You may have certain experiences that are so, so difficult that you may not feel like you're going to get through this process. You may feel like giving up. And so it's for those times that it's very important that we have these principles to fall back on. So with all that said, let's jump into it and let's talk about the guiding principles that I have to share with you 
to get through your kundalini awakening process with ease. So kundalini is going to transform your system on every level. I'm talking emotionally, psychologically, physically, spiritually, all of that is going to get an upgrade. And in this upgrade, things are going to have to be released, purified, let go of, burned up. And that process can at times, and it will likely be uncomfortable in varying intensities. And so I don't want you to feel as if things get difficult or things get uncomfortable as if you're doing something wrong or you're neglecting your path or your process or that you're going to mess this all up. You can't mess this up. You're going to succeed. This is your destiny. You're meant to follow through with the process and come out on the other side transformed and healed, feeling joy, love, peace, expanded awareness. You're going to be a whole new being. It's going to be incredible. But along the way, things are going to get challenging and there's things that are going to come that are going to test your faith within the divine. You're going to test your ability to remain equanimous in the times of very up and down emotions. All of these challenges are going to come, but don't feel as if something's going wrong. This is part of the process. This is very important to understand right off the bat. Things are going to get messy. That's part of the process. You're going through a very radical, very intense transformation of your entire being. And so it's important for that reason that we turn to the guiding principles so that we can get through those challenging parts with ease, but not with the intention of neutralizing those challenging moments or making them go away or skipping over them. The guiding principles are here to allow you the right perspective, the right mentality, the right state of awareness, the right wisdom to navigate those difficult situations properly, not to circumnavigate, but to go through them with ease. So the first guiding principle that I have for you is about respecting the Kundalini awakening process. So the purpose of Kundalini, of course, is to take you from being a regular human being to your next stage in your evolutionary journey, which is to realize the spiritual nature of reality and yourself, to embody that and bring that to the world. This is a very, very serious, intense, and profound transformation that you're going to be going through. So whether you're interested in Kundalini and don't yet have it working within your system, whether yours has been activated or awakened and it's moving through your system, it's very important to acknowledge that this is not something to approach as if it's a hobby or a side project or a little bit of an interest that you explore on evenings and weekends. When you're working with Kundalini, it becomes something that you're going to be working with for the rest of your life and beyond 24 seven. It does not stop. It doesn't get turned off. You can't run away from it. You can't ignore it. You have to give it the right support and attention so that you don't be led astray and find yourself in very difficult situations due to lack of respect of the process. This is a very, very serious process. A beautiful one nonetheless, but I'm speaking very starkly because I don't want you to take this lightly. Of course, Kundalini will take you to an incredibly beautiful state of consciousness which is full of love and bliss and joy and it is fantastic it is incredible but let's not pretend that if you neglect this process things won't get difficult they can and they will many people can go sort of crazy because they don't know how to approach the kundalini process so that's why my first guideline is to respect the process to treat it with respect not treat it lightly. This is not something that is just inconsequential. 
if you respect this process, you'll reap the rewards. It will be fantastic. But if you don't, things will get difficult. And so it's very important that you acknowledge that this process, the Kundalini force within you, demands your full attention and your respect. So I'm not saying any of this to scare you. On this path, there's no place for fear unless it's being burned off. So there's nothing to fear here. But it's important to understand the distinction between fear and respect. So Kundalini, you may be aware of this, it's often depicted as a snake for many reasons. But one of the reasons I feel is because a snake must be respected. So you may be fearless. You may be a fearless person that has literally absolutely no fear. But that doesn't mean that when you come across a venomous snake, that you don't approach it with caution. Just because you're fearless doesn't mean that you walk right up to the snake and act like it can't bite you and make your day very hard. Of course, even though you're fearless, you still approach that snake with caution and with respect, knowing that it has an incredible power to perhaps kill you, to perhaps make you very sick, or at the very least, ruin your day. So that's why it's important that we respect the Kundalini, but not fear it. Look, Kundalini is the divine mother. It's the divine feminine, the goddess. She is very nurturing, very loving, very supportive. And she has all of that love to give you as her child. And I'll be talking about this a little bit more as we go through the series. I'm going to be speaking about Kundalini as the divine feminine, as the divine mother, as Shakti, the goddess. And that's how she is. But... She's fierce, just like how your mother may have been fierce in times where you were disrespectful towards her or others or yourself. So that's why it's very important to bring respect to this process in the same way that you would respect your mother, not out of fear, but out of love, out of understanding, and out of the willingness to work together with this force, to work together with the Divine Mother, to be reborn into the next version of yourself, the self-realized, enlightened, liberated version of yourself, which is waiting for you on the other side of this process. So the next guiding principle that I have for you is perhaps equally as important to the guiding principle of respecting the Kundalini force. And this guiding principle is surrendering to the Kundalini awakening process. So here in the West, at times, some people, we can have ideas about surrendering, being kind of cowardly and weak. You know, we've got ideas like never back down, never give up, never surrender. Well, I'm here to tell you that all of that's got to go. All of those ideas of not willing to surrender come from the ego. They actually come from a place of inferiority and weakness, lack of humility, and that's all going to be burned up on this path. It's up to you how easily that gets burned up. Surrender is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of great strength. It's a sign of trust. It's a sign of faith. It's a sign of courage. So on your process, when you surrender, it's kind of like the same way that a caterpillar surrenders itself to the cocoon. It may go in a little bit afraid, but eventually its instincts take over and it knows that this is what it needs to do. It needs to stop resisting, stop fighting, give itself fully to the cocoon so the cocoon can have its way with the caterpillar, can melt it down into a goop, and then metamorphosize that goop 
into a butterfly. So in the same way, your kundalini energy is going to metamorphosize you. Now, you can be the type of person who's fighting that, resisting that, unafraid to to let go and, and trust in the kundalini. And at times you will. I've felt the same way myself. I felt very afraid, very resistant. I had a lack of trust, lack of surrender. But eventually, things maybe get so difficult that you'll have no choice but to let go to the into the process, to realize I'm on an evolutionary journey here. I'm going through an evolutionary process and I need to burn up some of the stuff that I've been carrying with me that no longer serve me, mainly the ego. So that needs to throw in the towel, surrender, and let the Divine Mother have her way with you. Let her give birth to you in your new form. Let her transform you. Let her go through your entire system, through all of the chakras, bringing up all the different things that need to come up. Trust in her. She has your back, but what's required is that you recognize that the Divine Mother, Kundalini Shakti, has your back and it's going to support you through this process. So it's important that over and over and over again, we explore this idea of surrender. It doesn't just happen once. It happens over and over and over again. We chip away at our ego, which is arrogant, which likes to be in control. That's all got to get let go of. It's all going to get burned up because with Kundalini, control gets surrendered most importantly. We're working here in a little bit of a dance between divine will and free will. The way I like to look at it is like there's a very fast, rapid, powerful river and it's going where it's going to go. And you're in that river and you've got a life jacket on, so you're floating and you're going with that river. You're going to get to where that river is going. That's your destiny. That's where the divine will is taking you. You're going to get there. It's guaranteed. You can't help it. But along the way, you have a choice. You can try to swim upstream and resist where your destiny is going, where the divine will is taking you, but you won't get very far because you can't keep up with the speed of that river. You can kick and scream. You can fight it. You can see, I don't want to go, but you're still going to go. Or you can surrender to the flow and lay on your back and relax and go with the flow and end up where you're going to end up. So your free will doesn't necessarily influence the outcomes of how things are going to unfold down the road. What your free will does influence though is your experience of your journey to your destiny. So you can go towards self-realization, towards enlightenment and awakening and towards the advanced stages of your kundalini process, kicking and screaming and you can go through resisting and fighting and wishing it would go away or you can relax and go through it with ease, with peace, with joy, with stillness, with equanimity. It's your choice. Regardless, like I said, you're destined to end up on the other end of the Kundalini awakening process. Self-realize, you're going to realize the oneness of existence. Your sense of self is going to fall away. Your heart is going to open, bursting with love. You're going to look at other people and just see them as loving beings that they really are, no matter what type of behavior they're putting on. It's going to be very beautiful, but you're going to get there and how you get there is up to you. So are you going to surrender and lay on your back and go down that river with ease or are you going to fight? Totally up to you, but it's very important that when things get difficult, Surrender is the guiding principle that we fall back on. Surrender to the process. Trust in the process. Your Divine Mother, Kundalini Shakti, has you. She's holding you. What she's waiting for you to do is to just relax, 
let her take you and things will get very, very easy, smooth and beautiful from that point. Now, with that said, I don't want you to beat yourself up if at any point you're not surrendering, if you're fighting and resisting. That's going to happen as well. Why does that happen now? Well, the fighting and the resisting is actually how resistance and the fighting and, and our fear and our ego gets burned up and released. It gets expressed in certain ways. So there may be certain times, maybe certain meditations, maybe certain very dark nights of the soul where you're laying awake and you can't sleep and you're fighting and you're kicking and you don't want this to end. I want you to also remember during those parts where it seems impossible to surrender that you're going through a very intense purification there where resistance is being burned up. So... With that said, surrender. Keep this principle with you at all times. Surrender to the process. Your ego mind cannot control it. You can't even control the thoughts in your mind. You can't control your heartbeat. You can't control the food digesting in your belly. How are you going to control the Kundalini awakening process that's transforming every aspect of your being? You cannot. You can only surrender to that in the same way that you surrender to the intelligence of your body to heal your cuts, to digest your food, to beat your heart, and all of that stuff. That same intelligence is the kundalini, except when you awaken the kundalini or when it becomes awakened within you, that same intelligence begins to go through a whole other evolutionary process that's far more sophisticated and in-depth than just maintaining the body, you know, with the heart beating, digesting the food, etc. This is the kundalini in a whole other form, so you've got to surrender to it, and with surrender, comes the realization that you are actually one with the process itself and that's a very beautiful place to get to so never forget surrender it's a very important guiding principle on the kundalini awakening path so the next guiding principle that i have for you is to observe all phenomena that may arise within your body mind spirit system with unconditional loving awareness so kundalini is going to move through your system and as it moves through your system it's going to be activating different latent dormant abilities within your system it's going to be turning on your third eye it's going to be opening your crown chakra opening your heart it's going to be activating certain gifts and skills that you may have but it's also going to be bringing certain things up that have been stored lodged within your system trauma, conditioning, certain impressions, certain things from pa the past, like your childhood, certain memories, things from past lives. The Kundalini is going to bring all of that up so it can be thrown out of your system, so it can be purified, released, surrendered, let go of. Now, this is going to be pretty difficult at times. It's kind of like vomiting. It's not comfortable, but sometimes when you ingest food that's gone bad or you've drank too much alcohol, your body wants to throw that up to relieve your system of the things that aren't going to serve it. So the Kundalini, in a sense, is going to be doing that with all of your dormant, suppressed emotional and psychological trauma. Of course, this is going to be challenging at times. And that's why what you've got to do is practice observing all of the phenomena with unconditional loving awareness. In doing so, we allow the process to unfold we can fall back on our other principles of surrender and respect and we can fall back into this place of awareness that is loving, that's unconditional, that can simply observe the kundalini doing its work on ourselves, knowing and trusting that we're in good hands, that when this is over, when certain things are released and let go of, we'll feel literally lighter, we will feel less tense within our body, we'll feel more open, more relaxed 
and those traumas will no longer be influencing and informing the way that we relate with ourselves and others. So this is exciting in a way, knowing that you are blessed to have this kundalini force, this intelligence moving through your body, transforming you, throwing all of the stuff that no longer serves you out. And so all you've got to do is just rest in that place of unconditional loving awareness. Now, what is unconditional loving awareness, really? Well, when we talk about unconditionality, it means without judgment. So this awareness, which is beyond the mind, which is beyond the emotions within the body, it's the place that you can find within meditation, it's spaciousness. Some people call it non-dual awareness. You can have access to that and the Kundalini will open your system up so that you can begin to access that space and so that you can rest there and observe the phenomena within your body unconditionally, so without judgment, so without thoughts that say, oh, this is a really bad emotion or feeling or I shouldn't be having these feelings. No, we just observe with neutrality impartially. So that's the unconditional aspect. So now what we talk about loving. So what does unconditional loving awareness mean? So the love means to me is when the divinity within you recognizes another aspect of the divinity, either externally within the world, be it another person, a tree, a plant, a building, whatever, or some of the phenomena that's arising within your system. So the awareness the spaciousness, that non-dual awareness, that stillness that we can find in meditation is the divine. It's pure consciousness. But that is not the only thing that's the divine. It's not the only thing that's consciousness. So too are the emotions and the thoughts that may arise within your system. And so when that unconditional consciousness recognizes that even a thought, no matter how negative, no matter how violent, no matter how emotional or hateful or regretful or sad or depressing it is still an aspect of the divine light nothing that exists is not part of the oneness of divinity is not part of the oneness of existence everything is including the most depressing violent negative emotions including your shadow including the most negative violent thoughts all of it is the divine and so when you rest in unconditional loving awareness, the love comes when you recognize that no matter what's arising within your system, it's not separate from the divine. So nothing gets pushed away. In fact, everything is recognized. Oh, okay, I see this negative thought is here. That's a part of the light too. And because it's part of the light, I welcome it with love into my space, knowing full well that the Kundalini is working on me. It's it's purifying me. It's helping me to release things that are that have been lodged within my within my mind, within my psyche, within my chakras, and now they're being released, burned up and purified so that I can be healed and so that I can advance through my transformational journey. So that's what's very important that we approach all of this with unconditional loving awareness. And this can take place throughout the day. We can try and rest in a place of equanimity, rest in a place of unconditional loving awareness, of course, like I've been saying. And we can also find this practice and develop it within meditation and that's going to bring me to the next guiding principle which is to develop a strong meditation practice so now let's talk about meditation as being one of the most important guiding principles like i've been saying over and over again kundalini is going to take you through a very beautiful transformational process it's going to be very very wonderful very exciting but of course difficult things are going to arise and you're going to have to face these things i want you to understand that meditation 
can be your safe space that you can go through no matter what is happening. Whether your body is going through intense kriyas, spontaneous yoga poses, maybe you're speaking in tongues, maybe you're going through crazy pranayama breathing practices, all of these things can happen spontaneously as a result of your kundalini. You could be going through intense emotional purging and clearing. You can be going through dark nights of the soul. You can be feeling as if you're totally out of your body. All sorts of crazy stuff can be happening. But I want you to know that meditation is always going to be there for you as a safe space that you can go to where you can feel and know that in that meditation, nothing bad is going to happen to you. Difficult things may still come and go, but nothing bad is going to happen to you. You're not going to die, and you're also not going to harm yourself or other people. In meditation, you become a badass person that's willing to sit with whatever is arising within your system and to bring that unconditional loving awareness to it, knowing that you're safe. So when I describe meditation as being a safe space, I'm not saying that it's going to be perfectly still and peaceful and joyful. Some people have ideas about like that, about meditation. Perhaps they're beginners to meditation. But when you get really advanced on your meditative journey and you start working with Kundalini, meditation becomes pretty chaotic, pretty intense. A lot of things are going to come and go within your system. It can be pretty noisy. Your mind can be racing. It can be the opposite of you know those mainstream fluffy ideas of meditation being this very peaceful practice. But it's important that we recognize that meditation becomes a safe space that we can go through so we can face all of that without causing a huge mess in our external lives. So you may be in a very bad mood as a result of your kundalini purging something from your system. So when you recognize that you're you know feeling a little off, this is the time to take space and solitude and go, to go into meditation. It's not the time to go and socialize or to, you know, talk to your ex or talk to the people that owe you money and that sort of thing. This is the time to take space, to go into solitude and to work with whatever feelings are arising within you so that you don't unnecessarily spill negativity out on people that maybe aren't, you know, deserving of all of that stuff because what you're clearing maybe has nothing to really do with them. So that's why it's important for meditation to become a safe space for you to go to no matter what's happening within your system and to always fall back on it. Ultimately, I really don't feel that you can get through this process without a meditation practice. I don't want you to worry that, you know, maybe you're saying, oh, I don't know how to meditate. Well, the Kundalini is going to teach you. And if it doesn't teach you from within, it'll bring you to the right places, the right people, the right books, the right teachings, and you're going to learn in some way or another. That's how it's going to work because meditation involves giving yourself, your body, your mind, your spirit, your heart, total awareness, total attention. And that's so important as we go through this process. It's so important that we give ourselves the, the attention that we need, that we trust in the process that's happening. And by trusting, we actually enter into a, a meditative state in which our mind sort of lets go and stops fighting and controlling we surrender and then we can relax in the meditation. And in that meditation, like I said, we can abide as unconditional loving awareness and observe all of the phenomena coming and going within our system and not getting in the way, not impeding it, not slowing things down, not fighting it. We just allow things to unfold. And so meditation, which I'm going to be exploring even deeper as we go through the series, will eventually lead you to some very, very deep states where, in fact, you can begin to experience 
the incredible stillness, peace, joy, spaciousness, oneness, and all of that stuff. It can get very, very exciting. Your mind will become completely quiet. The sense of you may disappear and you'll feel totally one with existence. You'll experience yoga and, and self-realization and all of that stuff. It's going to come, so I don't want you to feel as if your meditations are always going to be a big mess, but... If you want to have those really peaceful meditations, if you want to live your life in a state of meditative consciousness, in a state of samadhi, in a state of sahaja samadhi, which is the natural samadhi that doesn't involve you to sit in meditation with your eyes closed. If you want to abide in those states of consciousness as you move through the world, then you've got to be willing to sit in meditation and face some of those difficult things that may arise. And so that's why it's so important that you develop your meditation very very important this guiding principle to meditate never forget it's your safe space you must go there as often as you can especially during the most intense parts of the kundalini awakening process so this next principle is about listening kundalini going through this process is going to require that we put our egos aside it's going to require humility it's going to require that we listen so that we know what the right things to do are for ourselves and to support this process. So when I say listening, primarily we've got to listen to the inner voice, the inner guidance that's coming from our intuition, our kundalini, our higher self, our heart, which is of course all one and the same. So we've got to be able to quiet our ego mind, which may have all sorts of ideas about how we're going to get through this and how we're going to control things and how we should be afraid of this or that. We've got to sort of quiet that and listen in to what the guidance from within is inspiring us to do. So how do we know when the Kundalini guidance is, is really genuine? How do we discern? Well, it'll feel right. It'll feel right in your heart. It will not be coming from a place of fear. So it won't be saying, oh, do this or do that or bad things are going to happen. It will just speak to you very lovingly in a sense. And if not lovingly, if not like in a very fluffy sort of emotional way, it'll just be very direct, but it won't be fearful. It won't be coming from a place of fear because like I said, this is the divine mother. She's not here to, to scare you. She's here to support you, but she will be direct with you at times. And so it's important that we listen in that way. And the the advice, the guidance will never, never involve harming oneself or harming another. So these are the three main principles. It will feel right. It won't be coming from fear and it won't involve harming your another or yourself. Okay. So beyond just listening to the, listening to the Kundalini within, we can also listen and use our discernment to other people around us that have gone through this process and that may be a little bit further ahead. So there are many books written by great people who have gone through the Kundalini Awakening process. And we may be drawn to some of those books. So it's important that we have humility and that we listen to some of the things that may be written in those books or in talks or in videos like this or in friends or people that we may come across. It's important that we humble ourselves and don't act like we know everything there is to know about this process because... We don't. Nobody really does, but there are people who have more insight than you do. And maybe they don't have necessarily have more insight than you do as a, a quantity, but maybe they have the right insight that you need to hear at this moment that you don't have access to within yourself, and it's not within your mind, that the only way to get it is by being humble, by letting go of the ego mind and fear, and listening to another source be it a spiritual teacher a friend who's going through this process maybe it's nature you walk in nature and you may feel the trees are speaking to you 
Maybe it's an animal that speaks to you, or maybe there's something that you realize just by being in nature. Whatever it may be, it's important that you listen firstly to the Kundalini within and then to all of the other many, many teachers that exist outside of ourselves as well. So my final guiding principle for you is to feel, feel everything. So throughout this process, the Kundalini is going to be bringing you all different types of feelings. You're going to be feeling that energy moving through your system in intense ways, in subtle ways. You're going to feel the chakras spinning. You're going to be feeling things opening up and activating. You're going to feel emotions, beautiful emotions, and you're going to also feel some more raw and negative emotions that can feel a little uncomfortable. But you're inv- you're invited to feel it all fully. Feel the love in your heart that Kundalini is going to begin to stir up. Feel the presence of the divine within yourself and everywhere that you go. Feel everything. As human beings, we're here to feel and the Kundalini is going to help us to really tap into our ability to feel. And it's going to begin with the phenomena within ourselves. So no matter how difficult things get, I want you to feel everything. So if you get angry, Don't express that anger out towards another person as best as you can. But go within and feel that anger and its influence on your system. Feel the way that your muscles get tense. Feel the way adrenaline moves through your system. Feel the way that your face gets red and that you feel your heart beating. Feel all of that. It's part of the human experience. It's very important that we feel with unconditional loving awareness. And in that feeling place... This is where we allow things to move through our system. We allow the Kundalini to do its thing and we are willing to feel everything because we know that we're safe. Negative thoughts can arise. Negative emotions can arise and that's okay. We're here to feel everything knowing that we're safe. It's very important to feel everything on this path. That's what we came to do as human beings. Sometimes we can get too much up in our head. This can be a result of our upbringing, our school, our our work, and all sorts of things. And we can get a little cut off from feeling in our hearts. But the Kundalini is here to balance us out across all of our chakras, across all of our different faculties and ways of processing information and relating with others. So that's what the Kundalini is going to be doing. It's going to be balancing you out. It's going to be making you a well-rounded person and to become a well-rounded person, it's very important that you're willing to feel everything. So these are the six basic guiding principles that I have for you today to help you to navigate your spiritual awakening journey with Kundalini with ease and safely. Now, as we advance through this series, I'm going to be sharing some more specific tips and practices to help you address very specific situations that may arise on the Kundalini awakening journey. But it's important to remember that no matter what's happening, we always have these basic guiding principles to fall back on. No matter what is happening in your life, on your Kundalini Awakening journey, it's important to remember that all is well, that you're taken care of, and that everything is unfolding exactly as it should be. So in the next part of this series, I'm going to be speaking about how to balance all of the energy across all of your chakras. Sometimes we can get a little bit too much energy up in our head, and this can cause a whole wide array of different symptoms like feeling spaced out, feeling outside of our body, having a racing mind and all sorts of other things like that. So I'm going to be speaking about how to balance the energy and how to feel grounded. So that's what you can look forward to in the next part of this series. And if you have any questions for me about anything to do with your Kundalini awakening process or your spiritual path, you can reach me at info at My email inbox is always open. And finally, if you have a friend who may be in need of some of this information, forward it to them. I'm sure they would appreciate that. And I would as well. Until next time, I'll catch you later. Much love.